Hey everyone, welcome to the brand new episode of Prerequisite, the Penn State Shenango podcast. We have a fun episode on the way for you today. Let's, Let's get, get started. We are back. We have another fantastic episode on the way for you all today. We just wrapped up some really cool things here on campus. Back to School Bash, the Connections Fair. We got a lot of great signups. Cole Miskey's rec club is massive. I don't know how a table with literally nothing on it other than a sheet of paper managed to get as many signatures as they did, but (laughs) proud of him for doing that. And uh, I'm excited. It's a it really good start. Yeah. At the table. Yes, I agree. It's a good start to the semester. I, I will say that. I think everyone's the energy's high, like I said last week. But I think the students are going to class, which is good. <laughs> and uh, hope, hopefully, studying, doing homework, completing assignments, because again, that's why you're here. But uh, having said that, why don't we jump to announcements? And who wants to get us started? Go ahead, Sandra. Okay. So this week we have some fun things going on on campus on, well, just a reminder, I guess I should start here. Labor Day, (laughs) if this comes out on Monday, (laughs) campus is closed. (laughs) So we will not be here. Um, However. already messed up. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening to this and you're here, terrible mistake. Yeah, bad idea. If you're driving to the campus right now on Monday, no way now. Go to Buell Day instead because we'll be there scooping ice. Good call. Very nice. To support alternative spring break. Also, on Wednesday the 6th, we will have a vendor on campus doing make-your-own-street signs. You can customize them with, like, your name or a funny nickname, different things like that. And it's completely free, and it's from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. in the Great Hall. On Wednesday as well is whenever Police Services is having um, one of their annual run-hide-fight programs to help um, faculty, staff, anyone who really wants to know what the procedures are if there is unfortunately an, an attacker on campus, you know, what the, what to do with that. It will be during common hour at 1215 in Sharon Hall 105 run by, I believe, Officer Jim Costelli. Uh, test anxiety workshop. I can't remember the name of the tutor, though. Um, Sherry Greenberg? Yes. Um, they are coordinating with the Shark and Academic Career Planning Services to host a test anxiety workshop since that's very common right now on Thursday the 7th at 1215. That will be in Forker Lab 126. On Friday the 8th is our first club officer training session. For those of you who either needed more officers, weren't able to attend the August training, this is the first of the sessions in September available for you guys to come in and get that experience needed. So that way you can be a registered um, organization this fall. That'll be at 1215 in Sharon Hall 104. And another big shout out, I'll just keep saying this until it comes up, is (laughs) uh, the Fall Ball Classic is our home opener for baseball. It is completely free for everyone to come and attend. It's a double header at Eastwood Field at 12 p.m. and 2 p.m. Uh, roughly against Carnegie Mellon. We will have items for sale. We'll have freebies. Um, there will be Rita's Italian Ice. There's concessions inside. Uh, please come out and support the baseball team and just have a good time. We will be tailgating before it a little bit as well in the parking lot. Come see us in student affairs if you have any questions. Uh, One thing I want to add to that is uh, we're also honoring our donors for the baseball program, but uh, probably more fun for our listeners is that if, you know, you have kids or you want to bring your family, 
Uh, Carmen will be there. So if you guys want to get tips from, uh, you know, a guy that has professional experience, minor league experience, collegiate experience, and also meet some of the players, you can absolutely do some of that. Um, I think Carmen's talking about doing a little, uh, you know, skill session before the game. So again, it's a really great opportunity if you're uh, from the community and you want to, you know, get a little bit better at baseball, it's not a bad idea to swing through and then you can watch some, uh, Collegiate baseball. So I, just I saw what that. you did there. Swing through. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. You know, I feel like my dad jokes went uh, un- unnoticed last week. So I'm really going <laughs> to try to let them go under the radar. But I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Uh, anything else? Is it my turn? I guess. Right. If you would like a farmer's market voucher, please stop by and see Leah Sizer in student affairs. It's $10 of a you can get fresh fruits and veggies from the Sharon Farmer's Market on Saturday mornings and Wednesday evenings. That's awesome. Very nice. And if you need a meal kit, we have extra bags. Again, stop by. You can see any Nittany Nook member, but Leah's probably the easiest one to find. Um, and the bags consist of pasta, sauce, um, shells and cheese, Nutrigrain bars, and gummies. So if you need a bag of food, it is courtesy of the Nittany Nook. Please stop by and pick them up. Awesome. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) Great announcement. Yes. I, you know what? Most of mine are for, you know, a week from now. So I'm just going to stick with things that are more current. (laughs) Um, If you are looking, if you have an unpaid internship or clinical this semester, please seek out information about Fuel for the Future. It is an application to receive a gas card. All you have to do is meet with the committee and fill out the form and away you go. So for more information, I'm just going to say Andy Polio, since you're yeah, probably the yes. easiest to find. Yes, I would agree um, with that. And there is also a link on our website, but I don't remember the uh, the URL right now. Shenango.psu.edu slash fuel. Thank you, Bruce. That's awesome. <laughs> Did they get an email regarding it, though? No, I didn't send one. Okay. Then never mind. I'll, I'll do that. Oh, okay. Andy will do that. Because okay. I was just going to have everybody <laughs> refer to an email when I remind people. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Thank you. Um, also, we are looking for volunteers for the poverty poverty <laughs> simulator on September twentieth in the auditorium. Um, during this event, we'll need volunteers and participants, and basically, it's just going to be what it is—a simulator of poverty situations, real life situations—to um, give people more empathy and understanding of things. So, for more information on that, please contact Roxanne Adderholt. And last but not least is the scholarship dinner. No, actually, I have two more. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) About that scholarship dinner. Invitations went out. If you have any questions about this dinner, please reach out to me, Erica Jones, and Sharon Hall 218, and I'll be happy to answer them for you. The deadline to RSVP for the scholarship dinner is, excuse me, October 2nd, maybe the 3rd. But just do it and do it now, and you're good to go. And lastly, we're also looking for volunteers and participants for the Jane Williams 5K Run and One Mile Walk. That is on September 30th. There is a URL. Excuse me. Oh, my gosh. You can do it online. (laughs) You can stop by my office to volunteer or to sign up for the event. Once again, my office is Sharon Hall 218. I'm going to stop now. I loved it. It was great. Uh, I think it was awesome. Bruce? Very ineffective. <laughs> Bruce, Very ineffective. No, it was effective. It was. <laughs> Bruce, do you have anything for us or can I jump to our guest? Hey. Okay. 
Don't forget to sign up for backup methods of two-factor authentication if you have not. And I would feel uh, remiss if I did not say mafa. 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 It's it's very important. <laughs> it's very common these days too, actually. So also, if you are continuing to use the PSU guest Wi-Fi for your Wi-Fi on campus, you should stop by so we can get you on the the good stuff. So that's a good idea. Yeah, I would encourage uh, that. Need Microsoft Office or Adobe products? Also, feel free to stop by Sharon Hall two hundred two. That's awesome. Okay, I'm done. Fantastic! Great announcements. Let's move on to our guest. Super excited. Uh, like I told people last week, we have back-to-back Toms, so that's very, very exciting stuff. But this week, it's a different Tom <laughs> from last <laughs> week. We have a true Penn Stater, the executive director of, of Buell Park, and our own head golf coach, Tom Roskus, to the hot seat. Hey. It's hot. It's, uh, yeah. Hot. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the the... I, I didn't want to introduce you as the second Tom because that doesn't feel fair. You know, you're you're just the next Tom. It wouldn't be fair for that person if they were in the room either. So yeah, you know. yeah. Two great Toms, I wouldn't want to though. take their title. Two great Toms, two yes. great Penn Staters. It's really <laughs> yeah. hard to beat that stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Why don't you guys start with a question? Because I want to ask Tom a question that's kind of not on here. Oh, excuse me. Okay. So, well, thanks for having me at first. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thanks it's such coming. a... Yeah. I'm glad you could swing through. Absolutely. I mean, I know you're a busy guy, so what? You're very punny today. I'm trying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I keep missing them. So it's okay. I guess I'll start. <laughs> so Andy just mentioned how busy you are. What do you like to do in your free time? What do you do in your not-so-free time? What do you do, Tom? Wow. In my free time, I sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense, actually. That about sums it up. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I love to play golf, and it's not in related to coaching here, but that's my thing. I've, mm-hmm. It always has been since about eighth grade with a pretty cool story that goes along with that. It's maybe a little too long for this, but uh, that's what I would do. So if, if, if I had free time, I would smack some golf balls around, this, that, and the other. But I don't know. It, my kids are... T- in third and fifth grade. Mm. And so for me, my free time where I want to be is with them and what they're doing. And so I'm lucky because they're close to me and close to where I work. So I get that opportunity often. So nice. Mm-hmm. Do so, they like to golf? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. So they, again, so not to get on the corny road of this, but <laughs> the corny dad road of this, but, uh, my kids will do anything that's in front of them. So if they were in here, they'd be on the microphone and they'd be talking. If, if we're at a golf course, they'll play golf. If we're at the mall and there's a playground, they'll play on that. So I, they're picky when they eat, mainly chick, <laughs> chicken fingers and noodles. That's about it. Um, Sounds good. But they will absolutely do anything. So, yes, we, we play golf. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. What is their sport of choice right now, though? Like what's Baseball. The thing? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Andy, it's unbelievable. I mean, baseball is it bring rolls them to our everything. game. Oh, uh, if we're in town, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would love it. The skills clinic, the whole nine yards. We, funny story about Kafaro Field. So I worked for a company somewhere down the line. We'll, sure, we'll get into that. But I worked for a Xerox company, Comdoc, years back, and so we had Kafaro in the field, and all of them were um, customers. And so twice a year, we would rent out the field and then we would host customers and the YSU baseball team would pitch to the customers. No way. So I have a picture of my oldest son when he has to be two, two and a half years old. I could probably find it on my phone and it's him and I at second base kind of, he has a glove on and we're fielding balls and 
that kind of thing. And then he's running the base afterwards. Really cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, I did hit a home run out of that park after the off the YSU kid. I want you to know that. I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. You mean like in 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 the last five or so years? This would have been like two thousand and fourteen. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That's a good year. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it is, it a, good is year. a good year. That's when he started here. Those are Almost just last year. That's when a lot really of us yeah, started does, here. Yeah, that's when I started Penn State Journey as well. Nice. <laughs> it is. So I'm, I'm going to get us off topic right away. And I think that's probably what my skill set kind of is, is, is best at. But so I don't think a lot of people are aware of this, but you were basically a long drive, you know, champion. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that's actually in the notes, so I apologize to Leah who did extensive work, but I mean, I always looked at you when I was growing up as the guy that could, you know, drive number one at, at Sharon country club. And I was kind of always in awe of that, but what was, what was that process like to, to be a long drive guy and to kind of go down that route? And what was that experience like? It was phenomenal. I mean, I, I, uh, we, depending on how far you, far back you go, I mean, golf to me is taken me places I'd have never imagined. Right. I mean, I, I, uh, I'll go a little bit back on this, but you, I lived out in the country, Rutledge Road in Transfer, South Pie. I was South Pie Elementary yeah. School kid, now closed, that kind of thing, but Sharpsville. And my parents moved into town because basketball, baseball, football was driving back and forth. It was nuts, right? So um, my grandfather passed away when on Good Friday, uh, my eighth grade year, my grandma moved in months later, golf clubs came. I'd never touched a golf club. I'd never been any part of that sport whatsoever. We walked through the gully with a best friend of mine and we played it dumb, dumb. <laughs> and I, I still love basketball, but I was done with every other sport. <laughs> and I ended up playing baseball, basketball and golf in high school. And then a little bit in college and that kind of thing. But I was head over heels in love with golf. Every minute I could spend doing it, I did. And the very first time I was there, Andy, the old number one was the hole that went down towards Thornton Hall Bowling Alley. Okay. And so we're there, we're waiting on a tee. I make a swing and I miss. Back in these days, in order to get on the course, you, you had 10, 15, 20 people waiting in line. So you'd go there wow. and you'd sit underneath the trees and you're like waiting to get on the golf course. Um, and so I swing and miss. Number one is about 240 yards <laughs> down the hill, old persimmon wood wood driver i knock the next one on the green yeah. and if you're not hooked after that i don't know what you right, are right right but i kind of had a propensity to hit far baseballs <laughs> i could jump right um things like that so further down the line I, I was assistant pro at avalon lakes golf club and a few things happened and a friend was out of town and he saw this guy who hit the ball really, really far. He was a world champion, Jason Zubak. Mm -hmm. He came back and said, Tommy, you can do that. I'm going, I don't want to do that stuff. I just, <laughs> just want to play golf, right? Right. Well, I was better at hitting far than I was playing golf. So <laughs> eventually you could see how I went down that path, but I went on and qualified for the world finals the very first year, not knowing anything. And so in the process of learning to win and be a part of success in long drive was a ton of training. So I began with weightlifting and practice and very driver specific equipment and those types of wow. things. So it was a, an interesting path for me, I guess, if you look at the first time I hit a golf ball, it went far for an eighth grader. And then I ended up, you know, competing and really specializing in that and entertaining. So lots of hard work and training that, you know, similar to all your jobs, right? They don't know the, they don't see the eight hours that goes into you doing the show. They don't see the mm -hmm. 24 hours that goes into <laughs> making this successful, right? For the hour, but yeah, lots of hard work and training. 
I don't think, I think obviously if, if people don't play golf or they've never heard of, you know, the long drive tour or whatever, they may not appreciate it. But I think if me. you, if you watch, <laughs> seriously, you should pull it up on YouTube because I think, I mean, it almost hurts me to watch them now watching how hard they swing. And, uh, but I was always, I mean, obviously my, my father, my, my brothers were both big golfers, but it, I was always just amazed at the long drive. Like I never watched golf, but if you put on the long drive stuff, mm-hmm. I was like, Wow. Just the strength and the power and, and the speed. But um, I imagine you traveled to some, some cool places, too, and got some neat, neat experiences. And I remember, I don't know if there's any, uh, I don't want to make you sound old, Tom, but I'm sure there's some VHSs around of, of some of the... the t- <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, you've already done it once. You've one of your moments. video. When I was growing up, I used to watch you. I mean, that was one right there, but... I, I need to learn I mean, how to let things go. Little little shots, little shots here and there are normal, but um, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. We we um, you know, all, all the way back in the good old days. The first year I was on ESPN was 2003, and right. I had made a video with a video camera <laughs> of the of the recorded v- VHS <laughs> deal, and then posted it on YouTube. I mean, you can't make that stuff up yeah, nowadays, right? right? right. Like, now you just copy and paste, and away you go, but. That's what happened. And um, yeah, er, early on, some of that stuff for me was, you know, I, I was trying to build a business to entertain and travel all over the place. And I, you name it, Costco, uh, numerous large businesses, also raising money for organizations so that they can do what they do best along the way. But the technology aside did not exist. <laughs> I'll be 46 this year. I'm not, bas- I'm not bashful about it. Um, but we, we did some really cool stuff when one of the promo deals that we did, we actually, with John McConnell, um, we made a DVD of highlights from shows that I did. <laughs> and then we mailed the DVD to people. Nice. Hilarious. Yeah. So I am old. It's okay. Where was your favorite place that you probably visited that you were able to, I don't know the terminology, but, you know. Hit the long one. Hit the ball at. Yeah, yeah. So uh, New Mexico was the coolest place uh, that, I, that I competed. We, if you um, if you look at New Mexico, the they, one thing they do really well is the large balloon, the hot air balloon festival. Yeah. And so we competed on the field uh, while that hot air balloon festival oh, was so going on. Cool. So oh, wow. Somewhere was it distractions? Line, no, it was know? spectacular. Oh, I mean, so the, the competitions were very non-golf, music playing okay. uh energy Amping. style yeah. yeah kind of home run derby style right oh that's see, okay. i would watch that mm-hmm. yeah i'd yeah. watch that a lot more than i would regularly it was golf. fun to watch i remember watching on espn so mm-hmm. yeah that was the coolest <laughs> place to, to compete it was neat awesome <laughs> all right so i'm done uh you know st- trying to steer us in that direction um there's a i mean i think one of the really cool things about this area is buell park i think that anytime you hear students that come here even people that just visit they're mm-hmm. like we have nothing like this and you, you're a big part of continuing the great legacy that is Buell Park. Um, what are some things that are going on that you're really proud of? And what are some things you've kind of started that, that you're really proud of as well? Yeah, thanks for asking. I, I yeah. think, you know, it's a humbling experience to be part of something that's been around for 110 years that everybody <laughs> calls their own. Uh, we, we've done some tours around the park with politicians and community leaders, government officials and those kind of things. And <laughs> Ultimately, they were in Hermitage, but nobody would know. Everybody thinks it's in Sharpsville and it's in Sharon. It's, you know, I'm from West Middlesex, but that's my park, that kind of a deal. And so for me, it's it's humbling to be in charge of keeping that going. Um, 
we've done a lot of great things that our board and our trustees are, are unbelievable. And I was just with a, a handful of them these, this past week. And I say all the time, like the, the, the general free reign that I have to allow creativity and the entrepreneurial spirit and starting programs and little micro businesses throughout the park has been phenomenal. And we're able to do many things. So disc golf was really cool when we did that back in 2015 and have had thousands of people come in from out of town for that. Um, you know, we took over the pool and reinvigorated that. And in the last couple of years, this year specifically, rock wall in there to climb and some fun and music and things like that happening, you know, with a great staff, you can do great things. And whether it's youth programming and our summer youth program, that's grown to over 400 kids, wow. Wow. Um, cool. summer concerts that thousands come to it's, it's amazing. And Adam Scott on our golf side, uh, the, the, the most current and interesting and proud moment for me was the expansion of the golf course. And so we, we put a new hole in out there. Hole number five will be a par five. Now, wow. one of the original holes on the golf course was a, a par five in that same general direction to our putting green. Uh, and that'll allow us to do a host of things from premier junior golf programs, USG ratings, handicap systems, all that kind of stuff. And then in the next month or two, we will break ground on an expansion to the first T building. And so we'll add about 3,500 square feet there, three indoor golf simulators, simulated indoor, indoor golf putting. It'll allow us to do junior programming, but really golf programming year round. And so it goes 60, 70 miles for a facility of that magnitude. And I, I couldn't be more proud of the, the reason I'm in front of you. The reason I did anything successfully that anybody would know is all because I stumbled onto the golf course in Beale Park <laughs> and played golf for free. And yeah. so to see 12, 13, 14,000 people play free golf there every year and to have an expansion like this to teach and keep golf into the community and back to the Buell Park aspect, for some reason, Frank Buell, who had enough wherewithal to <clears throat> be philanthropic in many aspects where he sent $2 million to France and Japan to help orphans from World War One, wow. right? Wow. He thought it was impactful enough for a community to have a golf course because, in my opinion, he felt the values and the lessons that you learned would help a community and, and be a backbone for a strong community. So you see that in the kids that are in the programs mm -hmm. and things. So, Andy, I'm probably – I'm proud of a lot of things, uh, my family being number one. But <laughs> the, the, the ability to have golf in the community like it is down there with that facility is re really special. Wow. I feel like Beale Park in general, like you just walk there and I'm not from this area either. And I think you walk there and it's always beautiful. There's mm -hmm. always people. I go specifically for the dogs, of course, <laughs> but like you just walk there and you feel like a sense of community. People are nice. People are saying hi to you when you walk by, even if you don't know them. The summer youth program, we did a scavenger hunt for mm -hmm. our line leaders this past summer there on one day. And there were so many children. I was like, where are they all coming from? <laughs> There's more and more and more because they were all lined up for the pool, which was awesome because I've just, you know, it's so rare that you see so many people enjoying the same place and it not feeling crowded and people just genuinely happy and enjoying themselves. Granted, I don't like walking all the way to the back where Andy makes me walk. <laughs> Sorry. Because <laughs> it's like a lot sometimes and I'm not always well dressed for it. Um, but it's a good time, and <laughs> the dogs make it worth it. I and, like to walk. What can I yeah, say? Yeah, I know. I know. So I like I, the ducks. I, I think for you not being here, and I, I try to squeeze this in every conversation because it's one of the biggest misconceptions that we have no matter where we go, is there isn't one tax dollar that goes to that. 
Wow. So every year, um, just simple math and budget stuff is that we we have about a million eight in budget. We have a trust that supplies a third of that, so six hundred thousand dollars. The other one point two million we have to raise through fundraising. Wow. Or a rental at a facility or a shelter or something like that. So community engagement and folks that aren't from in town that are coming here and using it is exactly the way we we would hope and use it however you want to, but that's a great story. Yeah. Um, but it gets lost sometimes where you know, folks go, oh, government dollars at work. And I'm going, whoo, no. <laughs> 14 hour days. Yeah. 14 hour days. Yeah. Well, yeah. we use the facilities there often, whether it's for our um, staff retreat we did mm-hmm. this past year. Thank you. We just, it's always nice pavilions. It's always just nice in general. And it it's the best backdrop for our photos when we do like them of the line later. So we're yearly visitors there for sure. Oh, Thank you. Uh, Thank absolutely. you. Is the Gobble Wobble a huge fundraiser? <laughs> so the Gobble Wobble is hosted at Buell Park, but it's a fundraiser for the Shenango Valley River Watchers. Oh. Oh. So the River Watchers host and put that on and have since the inception of that event. Um, oh. And so we provide security and open the park that day and things like that. But yeah, that's uh, that's another nice benefit for the park is that it is community-based. So we love that we have them there and they're able to raise money for their organization and do tremendous things throughout the community too. So. We benefit because all the people come back into town and remember <laughs> the fond things that they did growing up in Beale Park, like yeah. running around in crazy turkey costumes. So. <laughs> you got to love it. Jamie does cycle life stuff there too, right? Mm-hmm. Wellness yeah. Wednesdays. Wellness Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yeah. Yep. I think granted it's like her backyard. So right? Yeah, I guess it is. So that would make sense. <laughs> I miss you, Jamie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'm very, very much looking forward to Buell Day. I always do sort of taken a different approach now that I scoop ice cream, but I still, you know, <laughs> I, I get off a little bit early and I go and, and get all the food and it's just nice to walk around the park that day too. And, um, I, I rarely, when we have the, the vendor parking passes, I rarely take advantage cause I'd rather park down near the Avalon yes, and then walk up. Cause walk. It's, 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 yeah, it's just a nice see walk. Everything, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, I love the park, but again, I grew up here, so, but I, I, I love all the nice things that are going on. Is is Dum Dum still the only free course in the country? As far as we know. Okay. We, we've we I don't want to say tirelessly yeah. make sure, but we haven't found anywhere else. Can't imagine there would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, and I, I remember when I was again when I was a kid, my dad had the golf channel on and it said there was this little piece about um Dum Dum and it said, you know, the only free golf cor- course in, in the world, I believe, is yeah. what it said. But um, I always thought that was like very prideful for the area. Like how, I mean, and, and again, you, I mean, I don't know what it looks like now, but you used to be able to go in and grab clubs and, and go. I don't know if you still have clubs available. Still so do. You, mm-hmm. See, I think there's so many free things and so many wonderful things you can do in the community. I just wish that people would remember that sometimes and, you know, realize what the Mercer County and Shenango Valley truly do have to offer. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for that. It It is. And now, you know, all of, and I should, I, all I think I can say, the, the counties, well, the, I should say, I'll, let me go back up. The Shenango Valley's golf teams in high school all play and practice there. That's so awesome. West Middlesex, Greenville, Hickory, you name it, they're there. West Middlesex and Greenville played a match the other day. We only had six holes open because we had something going on on the other side of it. They played two laps around the, the free six holes. <laughs> Hickory practices there, Sharon, Sharpsville. It's pretty wow. unique, pretty unique. I didn't even know that. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, again, I mean, that, it's so many cool things happening in, in, in Buell. It's, it's truly fantastic. So I think this is other, another cool part that really uh, kind of highlights 
you know, to our college students that, you know, you don't necessarily have to be this major to get this job. Um, and you've had, you know, a nice long career in, in several different fields, but you also had a, a unique education journey as well. Can you kind of talk about some of those things? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, I, I think you're 100% right. You hit the nail on the head. Kids go to college and, and their parents expect, hey, there's this uh, compartmentalization of education that goes from age 18 to, mm -hmm. you know, age 21 or two, depending on how long you're there, but four years, and then you tap out. And, and I'd you know, growing up, I was a basketball player, and all I wanted to do was play in the NBA. I'd still, if, if you said, hey, what could, what's the one thing you could do the rest of your life? Play in the NBA. Every day, I, <laughs> I love it. Um, but but I went to Hiram College and played basketball uh, my freshman year, and I had a kind of knee but an ankle major injury and wasn't able to come back from it, transitioned to downtown at, at Penn State, then went to main campus, fell in love with and found out that I could hit the ball far and wanted to play golf. <laughs> Um, for those of you that don't know back, I mean, back then you could pay $200 a year and you'd access all you wanted to the Penn state golf facilities up there. It was unbelievable. And so I got good because of that mm -hmm. free golf course. And then an awesome opportunity right. that the university provided. Right. Um, so along the way I, I wanted to be an attorney and I don't know if any, I just started watching suits. Have you ever watched oh, suits? Yeah. I love suits. Yeah. Yes. So, I started watching as well. Yeah. I, you know, when I'm sitting there and I'm watching it on my own, I want to be Harvey Specter, but I don't know if I should say that in public. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not sure where I am, but did you ever see the show Billions? Yes. yes so, I just so start, restarted that. In season two, I now find out that Wags is Hardman in Suits, which is unbelievable. Now uh, I can't, I can't erase it. Right. So if you know what I'm talking about, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to be an attorney. I just thought, love it, love debating, love conversation, those kind of things. Um, but also was analytical. And so when I transferred to Penn State, my idea was I wanted to be an architectural engineer. And I spent some time in that program and then kind of golf got in the way. And so I came back in town, right? There's your traditional fours <laughs> out. My parents are losing their mind. <laughs> uh, they're not technologically savvy, so they're not going to listen to this. So gonna take um, I don't have a VHS, so we're, we're, here we go. Uh, so so, we, so I, I came back uh, into town to travel and, and chase kind of this long drive deal. And I went over to YSU in mathematics. And so analytical background, physics, math, just enjoy that stuff. Um, and I spent some time over there. And then in 2008, I had the opportunity to work with Bob Collins at Oak Tree Country Club and kind of really take some ownership out there. He was he was the general manager. I could be the director of golf, the head professional, and really take some ownership. And what I'd love to do is run the golf business. And uh, YSU had made some changes. And I walked into the admissions counselor at the time that his name's slipping my mind. And I said, I need a degree and I need out. It's 1998 <laughs> to 2006, and I don't have anything. I got a whole bunch of credits. They don't mean a whole bunch, right? Uh, and they were great. And so I took, I think you'd have to go back and verify, fact check this, but I want to say I took like 20 or 21 credits a semester for fall, spring, summer, fall, and graduated with wow. a business management and marketing degree from <laughs> Penn State Shenango. Um, and so long lawyer to engineer <laughs> math to right. running a park. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's the coolest part. And I think you, you obviously have a unique story to tell, but I think that's my favorite part is people come in and they're like, Oh, I'm pre-med. And then they end up doing, I don't know, X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. But I think it, it just goes to show our students, like you come in here, I know you have a plan. It's okay to change it. You can still end up incredibly successful you know, 10 years, two years down the line. So um, I appreciate you sharing that story. You yeah. could still become a lawyer. 
Uh, two more seasons of Suits and I'm in. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I, I did the same thing. I wanted to be a lawyer so bad, engineer first, then lawyer. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. I'll go to Penn State, go save some money and then go. And I'm like, just kidding. Let's get my MBA instead. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm here. So I yes, get it. Yes, not, not yeah. doing I business. So, yeah. yes. I am yeah. event planning. <laughs> <laughs> the business of event planning. For there me. you go. There you go. <laughs> so again, I mean, you have, you've had such a, a really uh, important role with athletic here at Shenango in general, and you can expand on that if you want, but how did you end up coaching here? How, how did this come about? Uh, Andy, I, I think, you know, uh, just to expand on it a touch, the Alumni Society was interested in helping grow enrollment through athletics, um, and, and they did that a very, very good job of it with Leah's husband at the helm, and I think I was vice president of the society at the time, and then just a amazing group of individuals and a golf outing that was able to raise money to, to help start and keep athletics going. And so somewhere down the, the line to me, not only do I love golf, I, I now have kids. Um, I believe in our area and I believe in ways to keep our kids and our, my kids maybe and in our area and thought golf made a ton of sense with park. It's free. The program could be very low cost from what I learned from the other sports to the campus um, to have the program. And once we end up being successful in starting the program, you know, I had a vision of, hey, maybe, you know, a few years of this, I can help get it up off the ground and get it going and maybe start something down here that could be for the person that isn't the number one, number two, number three player on their high school team, but it's somebody that loves golf, would love to have a Penn State education, stay close to home and, and keep, doing something they're interested in. Right. And so I, I think I couldn't wait to step up and coach. Now it's a lot more to coach a high school or a college program than it is a high school program, which I coached. <laughs> so there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, but, but I was very interested in having this as part of the Shenango Valley and, and Sharon and Hermitage area with facilities close to us, Yankee run, Tama Shanner, very, very high concentration of golf in the area and so many people that love it and play it. So it seemed like a good fit. I agree 100%. How many of our students are golfers this year so far? We have nine. Nine? Yep. Wow. Yep. So we have seven seven men and two women. Nice. Which is good. Last year we had six, yeah. five. Yep. Yeah. And again, I think it's really cool because you give uh, you know some students an opportunity that you know maybe would never have an opportunity like this again and um, have them join the golf team. And I know uh, last year I thoroughly enjoyed your, your speech at the <laughs> athletics banquet. <laughs> And uh, just the stories that you told. And I think, that, again, it's probably a testament to you as a coach, just how you can tell a personal story for each player. Um, so what are the things that you like about coaching here? I love the kids. I mean, so everybody probably says that's probably like the, it's almost like the corny dad story, right? It's the, Corey, uh, the corny coaching stories, right? Like, oh, I love the kids. And, you know, everybody pats you on the back. But the, the individualization of, of them and, and how they go about their day and their life and what they're interested in, in, in golf, and, and I've coached, been lucky enough to coach basketball at a high level at a high school varsity coach and baseball, and my wife and I coached college, or I mean, high school golf as well. You know, every person in golf is different, right? And so in basketball, we have to learn to play. Mm -hmm. In volleyball, we have to be in a specific position at a specific time and have a specific role. In golf, you have to do all of it. And so to me, I, I end up kind of falling in love with the way the kids' minds work. And so I have an assistant coach, Bob Collins, who's as storied a PGA professional as anybody. Um, we're lucky to have him as part of the, the program. He loves to teach the technical side of the game. How do you swing? 
all those things. I love the strategy side of it. You know, I said, where, how do you maneuver yourself around the course, control your mind and your body to produce a result uh, that is anticipated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, the, the, my favorite part of coaching is seeing an, an adult process that, a young adult, right? <laughs> Very young in some cases, but in this year we have one that's 24, so he's a little bit more of an adult than an 18-year-old in some, in some aspects. But the way they process information... Um, and, and honestly, the, the, the benefit side to me is I get to see a generation that I don't have any contact with. And so eight, I don't have any, I mean, whether you're at the park or you're, my kids are too young, that 18 to 24 year old mind is, is very interesting, right? <laughs> um, so it's neat for me to see how they process things and, and go by. And then I, I, I do, I think the camaraderie that a team brings um, is, is wonderful to be a part of. And so that's all because Penn State's here and they decided to go down the path of an athletic program. I do remember that at the end of like last year's season, just seeing them all like together all the time mm-hmm. and telling stories and we get to hear the funny, like bu- <laughs> the rides on like, <laughs> you know, the buses and stuff and all that good stuff. So it was just enjoyable. Like I'll never forget Helena's stories last mm-hmm. year. She interned for us Yes, and just hearing like, Oh, I spilled coffee on me the very first minute we <laughs> pulled out of the lot. And I'm like, well, the end of the game, you know, <laughs> that was wonderful. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Carson's got some good stories too. But, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are I mean, obviously, we talked at the very beginning about things that you're kind of proud of and things that you're doing. Um, but you know, what, what fills the time outside of the 14 hour days, uh, coming here, uh, getting our students interested in golf and then coaching golf? What are you filling that time with? Obviously, you mentioned the kids, but. Yeah, Andy, I always go back to golf. I mean, I do, I do love it, and I try to play if I can. I mean, I, for me, getting away is hitting golf balls. Mm-hmm. And so that's sort of my walking time. That's my, you know, whatever exercise, whatever people use to sort of lose themselves and get away from things is I, I hit golf balls. And then I, I enjoy to read. It's hard to read in the summer. Um, you know, I think some of the things that for me are important is – behavioral economics. I love it. I want to know how people work and why they make decisions. And I want to know the data behind it. You know, so mm-hmm. what, what, how does Erica think? Does, you don't want to know. You know <laughs> we, could, we could drill down to it. It'd be fun. Um, but, and then, and then sometimes perception isn't reality and yeah. vice versa. Right. So it's cool to, you know, anyway, I wrote down a couple of my favorite authors from an economic perspective and the way they've introduced techniques and theories, you know, that we, we kind of live by whether it's marketing or how you motivate kids, different things like that that produce behaviors that people either want or don't want. And I have a, a blast doing that stuff. So um, I don't read as much as I would like to, but I I think I did about 15 books last year between wow. September and Jeez. mid-April. So my wife is off the charts when it comes to that stuff, but, <laughs> but big shoes to fill there. But yeah, so I, I would say without the kids and all the other things, I mean, hitting some golf balls and finding a, a cool book to read with a neat theory that in my mind I can relate to or go, what are they thinking? <laughs> and then try to find it. So it's pretty, yeah. I like that a lot, yep. actually. Before I let Cassandra ask her uh, normal question, did have you done any fun golf trips lately or do you have any planned in the future? Yeah, so I, I have a, a group of guys that we go to Pinehurst every year, which is a blast. Yeah. And then um, a friend of mine, Riley Adderholt, and I went to uh, Michigan this past June and played Arcadia Bluffs, which oh, was wow. a, a course that was right on the Lake Michigan, yeah. kind of, I mean, overlooking the, the, it was absolutely gorgeous. So 
those are our two that we do each year. We kind of go two of those trips. Um, something that's fun to get away and doesn't take too much time. But um, I'm hoping sometime I have some friends that have been over to Ireland and Scotland love to get over there. I mean, that's the that would be yeah. the ultimate bucket list trip. How about you? Nothing planned, but uh, Pebble Beach is on my on my bucket list, and I would love to get over to St. Andrews. Um, again, I, I have friends that have spoken very highly of it, and they're like, you have to go. You have to. So, um, and then luckily I have a very supportive wife that is like, yeah, let's go do that. I'm like, I don't think you know what you're getting into with both of those places, but yeah, let's do it. So no, I, I'm, those are on my bucket list. I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate to play a lot of wonderful golf courses, but those two, and I'm sure you've played Pebble Beach. Uh, I've haven't, you nope. haven't really. Okay. No. Well, my bad. That's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's on my bucket list. I think, you know, hearing stories of, you know, my father and other, other, you know, people that we both know, uh, enjoying those trips. It's just something that's always always been something I wanted to do. So yeah, that's, that's, that's where my mindset is. Uh, Cassandra, ask your question. Cause I know you're dying. Do you have any pets? I do. <laughs> what are they? What are their names? So I have one dog and he's an old English bulldog Oh. and his name is Obi. <gasps> and so I could show you a zillion goofy pictures of Obi. Um, I got him from an <laughs> Amish family. Uh, he was born on May 4th. So may the fourth be with you and I'm a star Wars guy. And so we named him Obi. But what we didn't know is we should have named him after a Sith Lord because Uh, at the end of the day, uh he is the evil side of the force. It's unbelievable. Um, So yes. And and then prior to that, we, my wife and I, our first dog that we had was a Chinese Sharpay named Shatner who passed away. And then we, we got another dog, but so you like wrinkly dogs. I do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My wife would always hope for a dog that she could walk in the park Uh and I keep getting these like lazy. Yeah. Yeah. uh, How about you? Do you have any pets? Oh yeah. I have two dogs. They're my children. (laughs) Yes. Denver and Freya and Freya is my demon dog. (laughs) She's from downtown Sharon. She was being given away and I stole her. (laughs) That's awesome that you did that. Yes. Oh my goodness. All right. Since Cassandra asked her question, yeah. I'm going to uh, move on to our next segment because Leah is very proud of what she's uh, built here and she really wants to st- stump uh, Tom on these. So I'm hoping that she's successful in that. But we're going to do two truths and a lie and then uh, wrap this bad boy up. All right, so if you remember, I'm going to say three statements. Two of them are true. One of them is a lie. You have to tell me which is the lie. So uh, most of these are things that Leah has constructed to, again, stump Tom, but you're going to notice a theme here very shortly. So, (laughs) all right, so the first one I have is, uh, first section, first grouping, we'll call it, is uh, golf was invented in Scotland, uh, number two, about 1.2 billion golf balls are manufactured each year. And the third statement is golf balls were originally made of leather and wood. <laughs> so uh, which one of those statements is false? Mr. Expert. She's, she literally designed this to to try to get Tom to not know the answer. So Wow. So the number of golf balls where it was founded, and then what the original golf balls were once made of. Yeah. So which one of those is the lie? I can't ever remember seeing golf balls being made of leather and wood. He's right. They were originally made of leather and feathers. Leather and feather. 
Mother, mother, mother. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, that's why I made the whole comment earlier. But uh, um, all right. So second grouping. First statement: Frank H. Buell was born in 1848. Second statement, the arts and communications director is the longest tenured employee of Buell Park. And the third statement is swim lessons are the newest recreational activity added at Buell Park. Now, wouldn't it be embarrassing if Leah got one of these wrong? <laughs> All right, so Tom, or everyone, what do you guys think is, is the lie? I mean, Tom can obviously answer, but... Can you say them one more time? Yeah, Frank H. Buell was born in 1848. Uh, that one seems plausible just simply from the fact that yeah. Tom said the park's been around for 110 years, I think he said. Mm -hmm. uh, second statement is the arts and communications director is the longest tenured employee of Buell Park. Again, hopefully Tom knows what, what what's true and what's not. And then swim lessons are the newest recreational activity added at Buell Park. Did that help you at all? Or I just, no. yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't swim. think repeating them. Swim. Yeah, that's, I'm so you think go swimming's the, swimming. the lie? Swimming's the lie. Well, I was trying to think. I used to take swim lessons at Buell or Buell Club. I don't know that I took them at Buell Park. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the first one. The first I'm one's the lie. Frank different. Frank was born in a different year. Yeah, that's what I think. She's going. All right, Tom. What do you think's the lie? I don't want to break every. I don't want to break Leah's heart, but there's two lies and one truth in there. Really? Oh, oh say oh. it. Say it. The say tenured it. one is wrong. The tenured one is wrong. Okay. Yeah, what's the other wrong one? Swimming. <laughs> swimming has a technicality. Because <laughs> <laughs> you said the the rock wall. Yeah. Yeah. So that that well, rock, rock wall was a while was 2017, I believe. Okay. Um, but I think she's right. Like she, somebody could have taken swimming lessons before. Yeah. But this, mm. these are park sponsored. Got it. Swimming lessons. Uh, so we'll say technicality then. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 But I'm intrigued. I, I'm doing the math in my head, and I can't think that Frank Buell was born in 1848 because I think that would make him too old. He died in 1918. Well, Leah has that as a truth. Okay, that could be right. And then she yeah. said a maintenance employee is the longest tenured employee at Buell Park. Correct. Okay. Mark Rowe. Okay. Yep. I assumed you knew that one, but... Yeah, so every uh, in the office we joke around because Julie Eckenrod, Julie Norris from Sharon, she is the longest office tenured administrative employee and so she's always given me a bunch of you know chop busters <laughs> about being there longer than me and knowing more. <laughs> all right i think we have time for one more grouping uh for sure so uh first statement california has more golf courses than any other state in america second statement golf has been played on the moon third statement before golf tees golfers used mounds of sand to hit from What's your guess, gang? What's the lie? What was the first one? California has more golf courses than any other state in America. Uh, that's a pretty big state. That's all I got. Yeah, but my stepdad's from San Diego, and he thought we had a lot more golf courses out here than they did in California. When he moved out here, he was impressed with the amount of golf courses. So hmm. I'm going to say, now he could be lying to me. I'll say I'm number gonna one. Go on, I'm going to go with number one. Number one's the lie? Yeah. Could you run the other two by again? Yeah. So the other two is golf has been played on the moon. And the third is before golf tees, golfers used mounds of sand to hit from. Hmm. I'm going to go with number one. Number one's a lie. Yeah, that sounds right. Tom? 
I'm, I'm in agreement with the group. Yeah, it's going to make sense when I say it. Florida actually has the most golf courses. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. If you've if you've been to Florida, you know there's a golf. I'd be scared to golf in Florida though, because what are there? The gators. Yeah, yeah well, there's <laughs> alligators. Yeah, but there's a lot of beautiful golf courses down in Florida, so it's it's worth the, the geckos uh, potential risk. <laughs> Anoles. All right, actually, I'm going to do one more. Uh, the last one is the orin- uh, or sorry, first statement. Orin- the original Penn State alma mater had two more verses than it does now. Second statement, the oldest building on Penn State Shenango's campus is Sharon Hall, built in 1903. Um, and then the last one is 93 students were enrolled in the first class at Penn State Shenango in 1965. Which is the lie? The third one, I the think. The second one. <laughs> what? She says third. He says second. What do you guys think? Well, then I'm going to go with the first because I think Lecture Hall is the oldest building. Oh, That would be the right. second one. That's the second one. Oh, that's the second, the second one. Sharon Hall. Yeah. Then I'm going to go with that one. Okay. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> She's eating. Tom, I'm going to go to you. I'm going to go with the... Uh, I'm surprised. Did you graduate from Penn State? Did you? I did. I did. You did. I don't know the alma mater. Neither I, do I. I was just looking at the alma mater today, and I they Fort, took out... They replaced words, but not verses Yeah. that I remember, but that's... I'm going with the alma mater. Okay. Um, I don't remember which one was two or three. I'll do <laughs> the 93 the students. Hall. I don't know. Now you're going <laughs> 93 students. Okay. So the lie is the oldest building on Penn State Shenango's campus is Sharon Hall. Lecture Hall was built in 19 oh whatever. 1903. Good Sharon Hall was 1928. <laughs> yeah. Good work, gang. That was a fun two truths and a lie. Let's do uh, a quick spotlight and then we will wrap this thing up. Tom on today actually inspired me to think uh, of, of my uh, my my upbringing and um, I'm, I have a several spotlights actually so uh, my first few spotlights and all these are personal ones to me so I'll get to the student in a second but uh, I think you know I feel very fortunate having grown up watching not just good golfers but human beings that taught me how to be a gentleman or a good person. I think that's, uh, you know, Tom's obviously said, you know, golf teaches you a lot of different things. And I think, um, again, very fortunate. I watched Tom when I was a kid, uh, Mike Ferry, Denny Dolce. I think I've been very fortunate just to have those people in my life and kind of, uh, help raise me in some ways. So I want to spotlight those individuals as well. And then on a Penn State Shenango specific thing, Kenzie Fox, I think, yeah. deserves a, a spotlight. Someone who's trying to start a club that's focused on inclusivity, um, specifically right. ASL, I think mm-hmm. is very unique. And um, she deserves some 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 love for, yeah. for trying to do and that. She's so. brand new to our campus. Yeah, even more absolutely. Exciting. Awesome, Kenzie. And came up with a very nice proposal. So shout out to you. Yeah. Excited. Shout out to all those people. Great spotlights. Great episode, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us. It was a blast. Not that we had any doubts. We knew it was going to be fun, but thank you for taking time out of your busy day, telling your stories and also sharing all the great things happening in in Buell Park. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for everything you all do too down here to keep Penn State going. (laughs) It's something like that. uh, All right. That wraps us up for today. As always, subscribe and listen every single week so you don't miss out and the most important thing every single week is to be kind you jabronis we're out bye bye Bye. goodbye